Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause upon Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are continuing in John chapter 12. Yes, we are. Why don't you are. go ahead and read the last paragraph for us? You bet. So I've got the New King James Version here today, and our reading is John 12, Verses 44 through 50. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak." On Monday, we talked about Jesus coming into the world as king and the fact that when he was coming into Jerusalem on the donkey, he's not checking off a messianic promise prophecy list. Oh, hey, we're we're checking to make sure these 316 things happen in one man, and this is one of them. He's got to someday, on some occasion, ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. And if he ever does that, okay, there's that one. But rather, he is purposefully uh, constructing this this picture of being what we find in Zechariah and Zephaniah. Mm-hmm. And in his declaration of that, he is saying that he's not only the Messiah, but he is the one true king of Israel. Right. He is the Lord. The Yahweh. You expect in that case, as you pointed out on Monday, I really appreciated this, been wanting to get back to this. We, we would expect then, especially because of Zechariah's promise. All of that was judgment talk, wasn't it? All of that was judgment talk. He, God is going to come and he's going to wipe out this enemy and that enemy and that enemy. He's going to come and he's going to set up his throne. And But Jesus, he's demonstrating, I am the Lord. I am the King of Israel. I am coming into Jerusalem. And so rejoice and sing praises. And fear not because I am coming. But then he says this. Judge not. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm coming not to judge. I'm coming not to judge, but to save. Well, and just one more thought on that is that the expectation of the people was when he comes, there will be this judgment upon the nations. Yes. And so what happens when he talks about, I'm going to be lifted up? They question him on that in our reading in this chapter. They were saying, but, but how can you say you will be lifted up? you know, the, the Christ be lifted up because they understood he was saying that to signify how he was going to die, which is crucifixion, which is public execution. How is it that our Messiah who's coming now on the colt, God has come, is going to die? Some of this ties back into the Greek saying we would see Jesus. And now Jesus starts talking about who and what he is, but it's in a way that nobody understood, nobody expected. He's saying, you need to see me for who I really am. I am the king. I am the Lord. I am God coming to sit in my throne and you need to rejoice. But at this moment, I'm not coming to judge. I'm coming to save. Well, I mean, this is really a wonderful thought then. We would see Jesus. Yeah. 
would you? Would you? I mean, we interpret that as, could we get five minutes FaceTime with him? We want to ask him some questions. Yeah. And we said, you know, Jesus kind of trails off and talks about some other things. But maybe maybe what I need to understand is he's actually going to give them that glimpse. Do you want to see him? Do you really want to see him? Because he doesn't look anything like what you're expecting and what you're looking for. What he looks like is a grain of wheat that needs to be buried in the ground mm-hmm. so that it can come out of the ground bearing much fruit. That's what he looks like. Yeah. What they expect is a guy who's going to come in and sit down on a throne on the mountain in Jerusalem and start commanding armies of angels and men to... To go through and wipe out Rome, conquer those Greeks who came in. Yeah. Like, I'm, well, not, I'm not sure you want to see him. He's going to kill all you non-Jews. No, he's coming to die himself for the Jews and the nations. And even in this reading today, do you want to see him? Because he is light and there is expectation if you're going to be in the light. Uh, he, he talked, uh, we may talk about some of this some more tomorrow but you know i was really noticing verse 45 and 40 46 verse 45 and he who sees me sees him who sent me do you want to see me do you really want to see me then you have to see the one who sent me and you will you're going to see god you're going to see the father um and if you want to see me and see that light then you're not going to abide in darkness you're going to see some different things. Think about that. I have come into the world as light. Mm-hmm. He's. I, I've come into the world as light, and this statement is not merely so I can expose all the darkness out there so that it can be burned away, but rather I'm shining the light so that everybody who's in the darkness can come out of the darkness. Yes. You can leave the shade and the shadows, and you can come onto the path that is illuminated by the footsteps of Jesus Christ. His goal is to come and show the way. Yes. His goal is to come and demonstrate the path to the Father and shine the light on it not to judge us for not being on that path, but to invite us on to that path. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. Yes. So he's come to save. He's come to save or, or, at this time. Now, now he does point out judgment's coming. Yes, he does. Judgment is coming. And there is one that will judge. He said, but what I'm, what I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm coming into this throne to save. And I do think that this is perhaps... Uh, and maybe perhaps is uh, too equivocating. I think this is demonstrating that there's so much prophecy in the old covenant mm-hmm. that God promised about the the wedding feasts and the joy and the rejoicing, but also the judgment that's going to come. And what we really find is that the day of the Lord uh, is this much bigger aspect. And we have this one part of it where he comes in establishing the kingdom, drawing all people to himself. And it's like, uh, here's this thing, guys, come to it because there is still this other part, which is the judgment that's coming. And he's he's giving us time. He's giving us time. He he is he is not slow <laughs> as some count slowness. Yeah. But a day is as a thousand years. A thousand years is a day. We're not we're not dealing with a specific mathematical equivalency. But he's very patient. And this day, this last days, has started. And look, get on Jesus' side because he's shown it. His whole goal is to get us out of the judgment and the wrath that's coming. I appreciate what you're saying there, and I think it helps frame just the different way we look for Jesus, or if I could even use the term, look for a Messiah, look for a Christ. All right, so 
Uh, what we're picking up here as we're reading John is that the attitude of the crowd is the Christ comes, and we're going to see a lot of judgment. Of course, not on ourselves. We're holy. Uh, we're, we're the Jews, but he's going to judge all of the nations around us and kick out Rome and, you know, judge, judge, judge. And now, today, 2,000 years later, there's this popular perception that um, Jesus saves, 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 and there'll be no judgment. Oh, That's point. just completely lost. Uh, we're looking for a Christ and a Savior, uh, a Christ and Messiah that that does not bring any type of retribution. Uh, and people just, I think, popularly don't think of Jesus in those terms at all. It's like what they were looking for so much in the past that wasn't it really that's not his plan but now we've lost that there is still that element of it and we're not looking for that at all now i wonder if some of that is is that the the jewish expectation of the messiah in the first century was because i am a jew i'm going to be okay when the judgment starts so bring on the judgment bring on the judgment. bring on the judgment and jesus comes in pointing out look when the judgment comes it's getting everybody mm-hmm. and what you need is a savior and so i've come first to be the savior, the savior. and the problem for us today is now 2000 years of the message of salvation is we've acted like well the way it's actually going to work out is when he comes everybody just gets saved exactly. so i'm okay so let's bring on the salvation yeah and and we do have to point out uh he is coming in judgment there is a judgment that's coming and the reason he came in that initial uh, place was one to show the way of salvation yes two to provide the sacrifice for salvation. salvation yeah and so we need and to, and to provide and to build the kingdom of mm-hmm. the saved mm-hmm. we have got to get in there we got to get out of our darkness and we've got to get on the path of light yeah get in the light jesus did come to save yes he didn't come to simply condemn but i gotta listen to it it's kind of like this i'm drowning in the water and you toss a life preserver to me and you say edwin grab hold of the life preserver or you're gonna drown and today, folks are like, "How dare you claim I'm going to drown?" As you know, we're it's, we're you know, flailing we in the we're water. Flailing, we're flailing in the water, and our lives are foundering, and they're awful, and I our think head we gets would dunked just under say, the water. I don't identify with drowning. I don't identify with drowning, <laughs> so I won't drown. I don't identify as being in the water, therefore I must not be. Uh, you know, our head <laughs> is going under, and it <laughs> would our heads going under. And we're like, but what is water? <laughs> What is a life preserver? But what is a life preserver? And here, here God is saying, here it is, grab hold of this, and I will pull you to safety. And we're mad that he's saying, if we don't grab hold of it, we're going to be lost, and yeah. how judgmental you are. And he's just saying, look, this is just what's coming. This, this is the path. And the path that you're on, if you don't get out of that darkness, you're going to drown. Yeah. Jesus came in to save. Now think about what that means for us. Um, for us needing to be saved, but also for us passing on that same message. I think we need to be passing on the message of salvation. Uh, folks are going to get upset because all they hear it as is a message of condemnation. condemnation. But we're we, we you're need to telling be, me there's a hell. I'm telling you, you can be saved from hell. But you're telling me there's a hell. Yes, yes. yes. I, it, it's it's like driving along the road, and and you lean over to me and say. Hey, when you need to slow down or you're going to get a ticket, you're so judgmental. How dare you talk about me getting a ticket? Actually, I'm trying to help you not get a ticket. You need to slow down. And then all of a sudden I see the flashing lights and now I'm mad at you. And then I'm mad at the cops for the judgment that's coming on me Mm -hmm. when what you were really trying to do was save me from that judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Jesus has done. He has come into the world to save us 
from the coming judgment, from the wrath of God that is going to be poured out on the ungodly and the sinners. He wants to save us from that. Just like we see Peter talk about in his letters, he's he's come to save. There will be a time of judgment. We need to recognize it's coming. But Jesus came. And then not only just to say, act like this so you can be saved, but he came to die on the cross. And that's that whole picture of the wheat that's dropped into the ground. Yeah. He came to die on the cross. That's so the, that's that, the lifting up. He came to be lifted up. Yeah. So that through that death, burial and resurrection, the atonement, the sacrifice, the payment, what, however you want to look at that atonement, it, so that that could be offered and dealt with and we could find salvation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. an amazing thing. People so often get upset at God. Why on earth did you create a world where people would sin and, and be subject to the judgment and an eternity in separation from you in hell? Why on earth would he do that? For me, it's amazing that what he did was create a world where the only solution to that was for him to come into the world in the person of Jesus Christ and face what he faced, yeah. that sacrifice that took place. That's the world he created because to him it's worth it to save us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came to save us us. Well, I'm not sure how many different ways we can point that out. If you're listening and you haven't figured out, we want you saved. Jesus wants you saved. If we can help you with that, please email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's close with a prayer. Holy God, you are our Savior, and you offered your Son Jesus as a sacrifice. You came into the world. Yahweh, you came into the world in the person of God the Son, Jesus Christ, the incarnate word, the word of life, the light of the world, the light of men. You came into the world in that person. And you lived among us and you died for us. And on the third day you were resurrected. And we are amazed and we are in awe. Lord, save us. Hosanna. Save us, we pray. And so thankful for the sacrifice you've given. And help us to get this message to as many people as possible. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. We are trucking right along here in the Gospel of John, chapter 12. Yeah, we got ourselves a convoy. (laughs) (laughs) Just any any little word just sends you off like, oh, (laughs) squirrel. He's he said truck. He said truck. <laughs> he said truck. I've been <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs>